Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. For most of us, when we decide that we're going to law school, we have zero idea what type of lawyer we want to be. I know that that was the case when I started. Usually what most of us know about being a lawyer basically comes from Law & Order or Legally Blonde. Shout out to our girl, Elle Woods. So if you're thinking about going to law school or already in law school and want to get some clarity about what types of law actually exist out there and what type of law might be a good fit for you, then we have just the thing for you. A longtime friend of our podcast and law school extraordinaire, Angela Vorpal, has put together a free What Type of Lawyer Should I Be quiz. And I can't tell you guys how many times when I was in like not only law school, but before law school, looking up like what kind of lawyer should I be? And I wish that there was like a quiz out there. So here it is. And we'll have all the links for you. It's a 90 second quiz designed to give you a window into what your best fit type of law would be. Awesome, right? So you can take the quiz at whattypeoflawyerquiz.com. Critical Pass MBE and MEE slash MPT flashcards give you the upper hand in learning and memorizing everything you need to pass the bar exam. They provide concise, clear statements of definitions and elements along with overviews of how to understand bigger themes to enhance your understanding and memorization of the bar exam concepts. Critical Pass flashcards are indexed, numbered, cross-referenced, and color-coded so you can stay organized and track your progress. New purchase includes six months of full access to the Critical Pass mobile app, which includes the flashcard content, so you can do it on the go. So you can add your own notes and highlights too, and also listen to spoken text and more, of course. So for a limited time, Ladies Who Law School listeners can save 15% on Critical Pass Pass flashcards by using the code LWLSPASS, LWLSPASS on westacademic.com at checkout. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And the ladies are back together. Yeah, I know. I love it. Also, we're in a new home studio. Yeah. If you guys follow my personal Insta, I kind of went like viral when I did a reel. (laughs) So you guys can go check it out if you want to see like an empty version of my apartment. I'm sure... I'll yeah. uh, post it's picture very, when it's done. Very cute. There's lots and lots of greenery just on the outside of the building. So how could you not love it when you're just walking up? 
Today, we have a very special topic for you. This is something that's been on my mind. I have now completed three weeks of work of my first baby lawyer job, and there are just so many thoughts going through my head because there are just so many growing pains when you start a new job, whether you're in law school or a lawyer or not, just when you graduate college, people don't really prepare you for what adult life is like. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the legal growing pains that we experience as law students, but also just the growing pains in general of starting a job, starting a new job, and especially starting a job as a baby lawyer. So Samantha, the question I have for you okay. is whenever you first started at your current role, right? You've been there mm-hmm. for how long? Um, a year and a half-ish. Okay. Yeah. So whenever you first started, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts about your first week? Okay. Do you remember it being like something memorable or do you remember, you know, anything about it? Um, honestly... I don't remember my first week. I okay. So I remember showing up on mm-hmm. my first day of my internship and getting like like a walkthrough, you know, of yeah. the firm. I got like a handbook of like all the information of like who's who, who are the partners, who are the associates, who are the paralegals, who are the med people, like yeah. all of that. And then they had me like sit down in the basement with I don't, it's not like a basement. It's an actual, there's offices down Mm -hmm. there. So don't think like I'm down in the basement. (laughs) Um, but they down there and kind of give me training on billing. Yeah. And, um, like introduce me to like the people who do my medical records and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know. I, it was kind of chill. I mean, I just yeah. remember doing a lot of like research here and there. I mean, my first summer, cause it was a summer that I interned there. Yeah. Um, when I started, it was, I mean, it was interesting. I did a lot of research. Well, did you start full time right off the bat? Yeah. Okay. So the reason that I ask you that is just, I guess one of my points is that the first week isn't usually the most memorable time, right? It sounds like to me, you did a lot of training. That's what I would call that. Whenever I first started at Trunk Club, when I first graduated college, I remember the first week was like hell on earth for me because I just wanted to get to work. Like, why do we have to talk about all this stuff? Why do we have to do all this stuff? But hindsight's twenty twenty. a corporation who's well thought out and well planned has certain things. HR has to come talk to you, so on and so forth. So I, I'm grateful for that experience. Because now going through all these different jobs that I've had in different processes, I've seen the differences and that kind of set the bar for me, right? But now as we go and we are now lawyers, right? I think that the job varies from place to place that you go. And so whenever you go into this training process at the beginning, you might know what you learned at law school, like how to write a motion for summary judgment, for instance, right? But when you go to the firm, you feel like, I want to learn these specific parts of it, like how they want it, how they do it. Because I'll tell you guys, I am writing a motion. I asked Samantha, like, oh my God, like, is this where I put this? Like, what do I say in this section, right? Is this where I rack, basically, in the argument section? And she tells me one thing about putting certain 
uh, headings, right? And to go through my argument that way. And as I'm looking through documents, I realize that our motion is so small that it didn't even need that, right? And that was just something that I had to realize on my own, but no one really told me that. And I think it made me really uncomfortable because I was like, oh God, but she's telling me to do this. And I know to do that just from law school. I remember, right? But then I'm looking at these motions that they've submitted in the past and I'm thinking, okay, should I do it or not? Right. So with all that to be said, I think that going back to the training thing, when you first start a job, people ask you, oh my gosh, how is it? How, how, how was your first day? How was your first week? And if you're anything like I know we are, we have big expectations when you go in and you think, oh my gosh, this is my, I said it, my dream job, didn't I? And I definitely felt the growing pains through these first few weeks. And I'll just tell you on my first week, like I probably won't remember it either, right? So I think that's funny. You're like, I remember doing some research and like meeting people, but at the same time, it's like, who are these people? Yeah. Also, I think for anybody's first week in the legal world, the, you know, you have to get so intertwined with your matters to, you know, make, yeah. you have to like know what's going on. It so the first time. week, it's so hard to just like yes. know what's up because at, especially in a new firm, like, and I think that's why it takes a few weeks. And mm-hmm. honestly, that's why I really don't understand when people do like half summers at places. Cause I'm like, how can you like do Even meaningful get a feel. work for like five weeks? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, going back to my whole trunk club story, cause I just want to relate that back. I feel like that is not the experience you always get at the firm, unless you're going to a really large firm. And when I mean really large, I mean, like there's a lot of lawyers there because they probably have do do have good processes in order. I feel like your firm being a medium sized firm and well established, they have good processes in order. I feel like there can you can go to all kinds of different places and people do things differently. I think what I'm trying to stress is mm-hmm. that you don't realize maybe these meetings that you need to have with HR and asking about benefits and hey, what about work from home and all these different things? Because maybe your boss doesn't even think about mm-hmm. that, you know? So when you're going through these first couple weeks, you might not even think about this stuff, but it will come up, especially if this is your first big kid job. For so, sure. Yeah. So I just think that when those first few weeks come, you're kind of like just bombarded with things that you need to remember. It, and I guess for being a summer associate and going on it, I think you still kind of have those moments where you're like, okay, I need to talk about these things. And it can kind of be uncomfortable. And it and I feel like that's kind of the growing pains of growing up. Yeah, I can tell you. Well, I mean, I think no conversation is most uncomfortable than like yeah. failing the bar conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. glad we got that one out of the way yeah. um, with everyone. But I think the next one is like, you know, because we both are not going to be going into attorney roles right now, you know, benefits, how yeah. does that work? Yeah. And like, we don't have insurance, you know? Yeah. Cause we're not students anymore. That being said, that's like obviously a thing I'm scared to ask about. I was talking to my mom mm-hmm. and she was like, no, like y- you just, you know, like you deserve, you deserve no. benefits. I was going to say, I'm going to totally go with your mom too, because I was offered benefits right off the bat. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any reason that you can't at least go in there and ask like, just because. Well, I feel like if the, my mom was saying, if the paralegals get benefits, you should definitely get, yeah. And also you just went to law school for three years. All of that is true, but also 
let's be honest, you don't know if you don't ask. Exactly. So, but you, I get scared to ask. Of but course. And I think a lot of people in the professional growing, settings yeah. mm-hmm. can get scared to ask because you may feel like, oh, what if they think I'm what like. Do I say? Yeah. Also, I'm the kind of person where I don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of them, mm-hmm. but also, like, that's definitely not something. That being taking it, you know, and like, no, it's not taking advantage of them to ask for benefits. No, I agree. Also, let's, let's go on the topic of taking advantage of your employer. I think that new grads from undergrad and from law school can do that. And I think it's really cognizant guys. You know, we have our rule follower, Samantha sitting here, right? And you have your not so rule follower, Haley sitting here, right? Okay. So when we go into situations, you figure out in these first few weeks, how things are going and you probably realize like, okay, I am not being micromanaged. Maybe I can have a little more freedom, so on and so forth. And I think you really have to be cognizant of what kind of employee you want to be. Mm-hmm. And what kind of lawyer you want to be and what kind of person you want to be because not taking advantage of your employer is a good thing. I think that there's times you have to push the limit a little bit, like asking for benefits and almost saying like, listen, like I deserve them Mm -hmm. because you also want to take them for what they can give. Exactly. And I think like if they're offering it, might as well. That's what I'm more like. And asking, right? Like, okay, well, now that I think about it, everyone else does. So, and I why wasn't necessarily yeah. full time until now. Like, exactly. now I'm, I, I mean, now I know that if you work over 32 hours, you usually qualify. Yeah, you're full time. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that, that's a dilemma that you guys now know about. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for benefits and paid time off and holidays and things like that. But also, ask about them yes. like when you first start yes. your job. Yes. Don't be afraid to bring these up. Like if you need a list, you're thinking, okay, I ask about paid time off. I ask about benefits, aka health. Work from home. Work from home. I also ask about dress code. These are the things that when I first walk in, I'm thinking, okay, I need to know these things. So these are my guidelines, my rules, so I can feel best and do best at work. Where do you need my butt in the chair every day? Can I sit around in the office, you know, in different areas of the office? Because sometimes I'm that way. I can't always just sit at my desk. So you kind of learn these different, I I don't want to say push the boundaries and like push your limits, but you kind of just fill around. The flow of things. Also like... Like when you say like, okay, if they're not micromanaging you, like mm-hmm. when you get to be your own type of employee, like, you know, yeah, y- at that point you're really paving your path. Like sure. you could totally slack off and like not do much and yeah, like and blow it. Yeah. Work from home and not do anything, anything. Yeah. Um, which we know people do. Yeah. But that being said, like, do you want to have that reputation? And that no. doesn't serve exactly. you. Like what, what, what does that like? Exactly. It doesn't serve you. You're not learning. You're going to get caught. Too. Yeah. And you're going to get caught. I, this I is more like experience. a forewarning guys. <laughs> like seriously. Cause we know like, no, seriously. I mean, I really do know from experience. I don't know if I've ever shared this on the pod, but I was fired from my first job for, you know, not taking it serious enough. And honestly, kind of throwing up my hands and getting upset when my pay was cut and then thinking I'm better than the man in reality, they can, I'm expendable. So I just, the reason I bring all this up and even talk about all this stuff is because there was a lot of growing pains that I had when I first started after undergrad. And I feel even in my first three weeks, some growing pains. And I remember after my first week, I recorded myself talking about it and I went back and listened today and I was basically like, guys, you're going to feel them, but also you have to think about the people that you're around. And whenever you're starting a new job, you're thinking about the work that you're doing. You're also thinking about the people, like I said, that you're around. You're also trying to figure out what the work is and what 
and who the people are. So I think you kind of have to give yourself grace and time because I'm thinking the same thing as I'm sure many other people do that like, oh my gosh, like, why don't I already like know everything and why am I not comfortable and why am I, and it's like, dude, it's only been three weeks. And like in your mind, sometimes it feels like six weeks, you know, cause so much has happened. So much has gone by. You've done so much already that you're like, this is crazy. So I think that sometimes we have to just like take a step back and just assess the vibe, you know, reading the room all about the vibes. Have you been looking for podcast-like audio lessons to learn about law school? I know when we were in law school, we were begging for something like this. Well, we found just the resource for you, and they are amazing, guys. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. We want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. We've been working with Barcast Audio for over three years now, so basically since we were 1Ls. Now that we are baby little soon-to-be lawyers, we can definitely say that it was worth our time to get Barcast Audio. So if you want to check it out and learn about all the core subjects and the MBE subjects, definitely go to BarcastAudio.com. And Haley, will you tell our listeners their special code? Yes. Use code LADIES, that's L-A-D-I-E-S, at barcastaudio.com to get 10% off your next purchase. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this, Samantha. Okay. What do you think makes a good employee? Okay, I think a good employee is somebody who, I would say says yes, (laughs) you know, like, cause that's what I do. But also (laughs) like I do have learned to say 
no or yeah. maybe like okay i i will do it but not right this second yeah. like i will get to it because i have other things yeah um Let's let's and talk I, about that. Hold on, yeah. saying yes because do you, do you ever find yourself like saying yes too much and yes. then you were overwhelmed? And, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, no, there's been times where I've gotten myself into a bind because okay. I've said yes to like five different partners yeah. and then I'm like, oh shoot, all these deadlines are like on the on same, same day, day. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, this one project's taking nine hours of billables. Like, I how am I gonna? That. Yeah, I didn't yeah. expect that. Like. So I've learned my lesson, okay. right? To not because I pains. yeah, I don't want to work until midnight. Yeah, I was literally doing that like as a summer associate. Remember when I was like working until midnight? Oh, we're gonna bleep that out. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it shows. I think that that is. I would say being a good employee because you committed and you said yes, so you followed through. Yes, following through. That's another one. Okay. I would say yeah. if you're gonna do, say you're gonna do something, do, do it. it. <laughs> um, like if you said you're gonna email that person or call that person like do it like mm-hmm. don't just sit there and not do it because then you're gonna look like if they keep on coming to your office and be like have you done this have you mm. done that like Gosh, I hate that fear. right yeah. um so just follow through I would say just respect everybody you know I'm yeah. nice to everybody in the office even if I don't like know them and I treat everybody the same whether you're an attorney or a paralegal or you know the janitor, like you're, I'm going to be nice to you. And, and that, yeah. I think that says a lot mm-hmm. and people do like that, you know, when you're personal to everybody, cause there are attorneys not at my firm, but that I know but that in the world, don't, yes. Yeah. That don't treat their support staff like Mm-mm. great at all. And like, do people not realize that support staff makes a firm go round usually? Yeah. Um, especially at a more, a, like a bigger firm where you need a lot of support staff. But I mean, I think even your admin people, your, Everybody. your paralegals, like you, whatever you call them, your assistant, like if you're one lawyer shop, right? Let's be honest, that person like keeps you afloat. Literally. <laughs> so I think that... I know when we like first started law school too, they were like, make sure you always pay attention to how you treat other people. And I mean, golden rule, duh. But at the same time, it's very important to make sure that you're not being snotty about Yeah, because I feel like some people lose sight of like, they they think, okay, I'm in law school. I'm like this upper echelon person now because I have and this I deserve respect. career, right? I deserve respect. And people will respect you, but yeah. also you need to respect people back. You can't be an asshole. And, and there's a lot of assholes out there. And that yeah. gives us lawyers a bad name. For sure. I mean, it, yeah, the stereotype, like, mm. and I think that, uh, yeah, all great, all great points. Totally. So I was also thinking about how so many times we can like focus on the negative parts of a job. But I think um, that's obviously not healthy. <laughs> and I found myself kind of just like dwelling on certain bad things that maybe I'm not like the most in love with and thinking like, oh my gosh, like is <laughs> this, I think this is like totally a millennial, probably Gen Z thing to say, but like, is this the right place for me? Like la 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 la, you know, you just go deep into this rabbit hole of, well, if it's not perfect on day one, then like, am I settling? <laughs> it's just like, dude, can you give yourself a second? So I encourage us, including myself, obviously, to one, not compare with your friends, their jobs. Like, obviously, it's good to get a get a line of sight, but comparison is a thief of joy and you need to just focus on yourself in comparison within the office. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to the other attorneys, the new attorneys, uh people that came before you and worry about like, oh my gosh, am I going to live up to what they're doing? 
don't do that. That's, that's not okay. And you just need to take every new job when you go in there and just experience it as, as it is on its own and go through it and just whenever you find yourself like, oh, take a step back. I've had to do that. And just remember, okay, this is a part of the process. We're just figuring it out day by day. Don't stress. Don't try to, you know, worry about so much stuff in the future because it's so easy to do that. Like, oh, there's a deadline coming up. Oh my gosh, is this going to be good enough? Like, okay, take a step back and just remember that it's the beginning. It's new. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'm not going to lie. Like, even though I've been at my firm for what, a year and a half, basically, I still feel like I know nothing half the time. Yeah. And I know associates who still, and partners that still say they feel like they know nothing half the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just the law. A lot of it's just like going, like just making things up as you go. I, yeah. I mean, confidence, confidence and mentorship are the two things you have to be confident in what you're doing. Sometimes you just have to go with it. And I think there's so many times that you have this feeling of like the whole point of this episode, growing pains, right? That you're feeling like, oh my gosh, like this is hard. Like, I'm not really sure if this is right, but like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go with my gut. But like, okay, now I'm going to turn it in and like, you know, I'm going to give this to the judge. I'm going to file this. And it's just like, is this right? And you can't live in that. You have to have confidence in yourself. I mean, you made it this far. No matter Do pass it. or fail the bar. And move on. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, you've been to law school. You've done the thing. Yeah. Like, pat yourself on the back. No. You're a badass. Absolutely. I think that's one thing to definitely, like, take in and, and, and go with as you if you need confidence. But also, like Samantha said, no one really knows what's going on. Literally. So lean even the person too. who thinks that they, like... Even the you person think, telling you. Or the person <laughs> that you think, like, oh, my God, they're so smart. And they know yeah. everything. Like, oh, my God, they know... And then you ask them, and they're like, uh, I don't know shit. Literally. I just made that up the first time. And you're like, okay, perfect. What would you say is your tip, and I'll start, for doing a task for the first time? I say, and I think that this is just a rule, I mean, a good rule of thumb for new law clerks and everybody always ask for a due date. (laughs) I think that's one's huge. Like when you're doing a task for someone, it, it, excuse me, if you're doing a task for a new uh, person at the firm that you haven't done a task for, then definitely always ask, you know, the stylistic questions I would say like, okay, do you like memos or do you just want this, done. Maybe it's a task or something, right? But always ask for a due date and always ask for feedback after you do it. I feel like I always forget to do that. And that's a big one. And I think sometimes I do that because I don't really want to know what they think. But, you know, at this point, it's not for a grade. So it's like you're just damaging yourself. So what would you say is your tips for doing a task for the first time? Okay, I would say the first time you do a task for anybody, because everyone's different, every partner or associate likes things certain way, sometimes, you know, that's just, at my firm at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would always ask, you know, like, how do they want it formatted? If it's like mm. a letter or a motion, you know, I'll be like, do you have an example of one that you've filed before? Mm, an example. Um, Also, like, take advantage of your firms or, like, I'm sure if you're at a prosecutor's office or public defender's office, you guys have, like, a bank of motions. Yeah. Um, Take advantage of that. 
because I'm sure there's a lot of examples in there. Um, And then I would ask, like you said, due date. That's so important because at first people wouldn't really give me a due date. They'd be like, oh, you know, like it's whatever. Just do it when you can. And then it's like next week they're like, okay, is it done? And I'm like, wait, you said that this was like not that important. Not that important. So due date always. Um, Even if they say like, oh, I don't know, be like a week. Two yeah. weeks, just you know, set one. yeah, like set one, set one or, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I tr- trust me, things can go to the wayside yeah. with those assignments that you're like, oh, those, I don't have to do those for a while. Yeah, and then it's like, oh god. And sometimes you might forget about a task. So I feel like when you ask someone for a due date, then you can't mark it in your calendar, or mm-hmm. just it's I don't know, maybe easier to just have that mental note of like, okay, I have this due on Tuesday and this due on Thursday, and the partner needs this letter sent out by Friday and just the due date. I just, yeah. I know I can't, but feedback I think is also important. And I also think having an example. Yes. Having an example there's, I promise you. Okay. So let's say your firm doesn't have examples. Mm-hmm. If your firm provides Westlaw or Lexis, your examples are there. Yeah. Trial, trial court documents. Yep, trial court documents <laughs> trust me. Like you're, it will be your best friend. Yeah. Changed my life when Samantha told me about it. I'm telling you, it's life changing. Also, it's it's just cool to see, like, when you search a case on Westlaw, you can see what trial court documents include that case. Mm -hmm. And then you can just, like, copy and paste it. Not actually, like, you got to change it up a little bit. But actually, you could, you know? I mean, okay, let's talk about that really quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Guys, I got in trouble in college for plagiarism. And now I'm in a profession that we literally copy and paste the law from other people and briefs and so on. I mean, opinions and things, right? Yeah. It's just the way it works. Like it just is, you don't want to change what it says. So that was also something for me, the growing pain in law school that it was just like, Oh my gosh, like this is not what I should. I was changing the words and I wasn't really supposed to. And my professor was like, okay, no, just just write it as you see it. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's something too that I think is just comical. And for people who, especially you haven't even gone to law school yet, know that, that if, you know. Because you don't want to, what they say, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Because some of these motions are going to be super complex. And if Mm -hmm. you can get at least like one case citation and of like the rule statement or whatever, like that you know, has been successful in court before. You need it. You need to use it. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? It's For not sure. like the judge is going to be like, hmm, I saw this in a motion 10 years ago. Or like, yesterday. No, yeah, that's no. good. <laughs> yeah. So I would, yeah. Use Westlaw. We're, I'm a Westlaw girl. Do you yeah. use Westlaw? I use work? Westlaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I mean, I, like at my past firm, we did use Lexus. So, but I do know that there is a way to look at them on both. So just, you know, do some Google searching um, and figure out how to look at trial court documents. Also, I mean, you could probably go to like your state's court system network and pull up certain things if you know a case or whatever. So there's way to get ways to get it too, especially if you know you're blocked because sometimes they do charge you like a lot of money on Westlaw and Lexus to like go certain places on the Uh-oh. website, you know? Whoopsie. We have the full package. So <laughs> like, like I, I haven't been told yeah, to I was not like, do that yeah, yet, I was, so I'm, I'm looking over here like, uh, I hope I haven't been running up a bill. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know, I know. So yeah, I mean, that's another thing to ask about whenever you get a new law job is, okay, what's the Westlaw login? What's the Lexus login? What do we use? Also, what are the parameters? Because like Haley just mentioned, yep. you can get charged on Westlaw. I know because we had a Westlaw rep come and like tell us that we could access everything. Yeah. But he said, if a little 
box pops up mm-hmm. and says like, you, if you go any further, you'll have to pay. Yeah. No, you'll, your firm is going to get billed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll see that and they're going to be like, did we give you permission to do that? Oh, I just feel like it's like, you get like one time to run up like a thousand dollar bill. Oh my God. And then it's like, they're like, don't do it again. You know, you know like at some firms, like they charge for every like uh, every search you do. Yeah, no, like, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, genuinely at the firm that I'm at now, they told me like, hey, be careful because, you know, we don't have the full package in, or they didn't say it like that, but yeah. you know, like if the thing pops up exactly what you said, like, whoa. So yeah, I think that that is definitely something important. What do you think about growing pains through the process? Do you okay. feel like they've gotten easier? I would say, yeah. I feel like the first few months is like very new and mm-hmm. that's when you're going to feel the most like bewildered yeah. feeling, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. Like, who's this? Who's that? What's this? You know, like, what's cause you're that? still learning yeah. about like the intricacies and all the details of like how your place of work runs yeah, and not everything's going to get shown to you the first week or the first two weeks or, or the, the first, first three month. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it might take some time for you to actually like get with it. You mm-hmm. know, I do think though that, I mean, as I'm still a law clerk, so I don't know the growing pains of how it's going to be when I'm an attorney. Yeah. I do know that my um, assignment, my caseload is going to get a lot bigger. I know I'm going to have different types of assignments that are not law clerk type assignments anymore. So I don't know yet. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I was anticipating those growing pains, um, you know, thinking I was going to pass the bar, but when I do pass the bar next time, I'll tell you guys about, you know, those growing pains as an attorney. Cause I feel like that's going to be totally different, but honestly, I don't know. I think that it's going to always feel this way that, I don't know how to describe, but that feeling that you're like, oh gosh, like, am I doing this right? I'm not really sure, but you're just going to, like you're saying, transfer into like a new environment, new assignment. You're just going to get new things that you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Like you might, yeah, as a law clerk, you might be like, oh, I know how to write a motion for summary judgment or a motion to dismiss or like do doc review. But then it's all of a sudden the next thing. Then you're like, okay, go take a deposition. And you're like, whoa. (gasps) Yeah. Haven't done that before. Or like, okay, go like, go to court and like, you have to go by yourself. Like I haven't had to do that, you know? Like, yeah, your first trial, like like, all the things that like you can't do as a clerk, you know? So I think there's just added responsibilities when you're an attorney. And I think, you know, there's growing pains with any time that you go into a new career, Mm -hmm. right? For sure. Luckily we are exposed to the career that we want to be in and we're we're still doing the career that we want to be in. Yeah, for We're sure. just not attorneys yet. Yes. Yes. This is only just a, a small spot on the timeline uh, talking about this. I just want to call attention mm-hmm. to the fact that this exists. Yeah. And, and like, you don't have to freak out. Yeah. And you like, I know it can be disheartening if things are not like what you dreamed, mm-hmm. but when do things work out like you dreamed, right? Unexpected. Unexpected. Because, yeah. you know. Let's be honest, never. <laughs> never, right? Um, even when you, like, when I think, oh, oh, my firm's great and all that. Like, there are still things that are yeah. like, hmm, you know. But that's at every, yeah, yeah. That's at every single place, I yeah. promise you. There's, that you work in general ever yes, in your life. Yes, everywhere. I haven't worked at a place where I'm not like, one or two things could be fixed or done differently or, you know, there's always room for improvement Mm -hmm. everywhere that I truly believe that even at the best places and even on yourself. Yes. 
No, for sure. I think that that is a great place to end this conversation on legal growing pains and growing pains in general. Well, guys, I hope that you you know, resonate with this conversation and really just know that one, you're not alone as always, but in this process that you can lean into it and now maybe just know, okay, that's what that is. That's that feeling that I keep feeling every time I have to do a new assignment in legal writing. I think that's when I first felt this feeling, right? It was just like, oh, why can't I just know how to do this and be good at this right off the bat? It doesn't work like that. Take a step back. There's time. There's time. Time. Like you're just at the beginning of, especially if you are just a recent grad and this is your first job, this is your first job. Your like likelihood that you're going to stay at that job forever. Not likely. Five out of 10, you know, like I don't know this real statistics, but But, yeah, you know, it's like for a few people, yeah, they'll stay at their firms forever. Mm -hmm. But is that everybody? No, that's like a select few. Yeah. And what is forever, right? (laughs) True. All right, guys, as always, we would love for you to rate and review us wherever you listen. It's the biggest compliment that you can give us, but also tell your friends and your family and any of the law crazy fanatic people who maybe you think should go to law school in your, in your vicinity about us. That's also something we would love for you guys to do. Yes, and as always, if you want to stay connected with us even more, you can follow us at Ladies Who Law School Podcast on Instagram. You can also check out our website, ladieswholawschool.com, for some merch. We have some exciting news coming soon. So if you guys go on our Instagram and like stay tuned, maybe like there's going to be like a massive giveaway or something, but I don't know. Yes, and go to our website and subscribe to our email list. We are going to start sending out new and fresh merchandise, codes, sponsorship, discounts. Discounts, thank you. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) So go on our website, subscribe, and we will talk to you guys again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.